Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we talk books, drink booze, and have beards. Alright, as always, I am Bob of Tells by Bob. I'm the ass of the podcast, Dirt. I am creative consultant Tanya. Sort of plenty Tanya. (laughs) I enjoy these stories. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, so... Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by The Elderon Tales, an exceptional D&D experience that you don't want to miss out on. The Elderon Tales are a collection of stories happening simultaneously inside a vast fantasy landscape filled with undead horrors, elemental phoenixes, and warring nations. I really said that far too positively for the content there, but uh, go to ilderontales.com. That's I-L-D-E-R-O-N, tales.com. And there you can follow along with their four interconnected campaigns, or you can find them directly on YouTube. And uh, you can support uh, support them on Patreon. Go just look up uh, look up our boy Brandon Kennedy. He runs this ship, and uh, yeah, he's great. Hours and hours of entertainment right there for the taking. A staggering amount of hours, really. Yeah. I mean, it's four campaigns going on at once. It's fantastic. He's a phenomenal DM for hire. He is. You can hire him. I would hire him, but um, I just run my own stuff. I'm lazy. No, no, I got this. But not quite that lazy. He would hire him, but he abandoned us. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no. He moved out and did big things. Moved to greener pastures. Got him a pretty girlfriend and living the dream. Living his best life. Got two little snippets of news. One, George Clooney grew a beard. Doesn't he always kind of had a beard? Shadowy? This is a... This is a beard oh a big it's, b beard it big b beard it's substantial mm. um it's surprisingly gray though i had not realized he's how old he's, i does he ever seem old though like he seems he seemed old forever but well, I he's kind of always been salt and pepper and dash oh she's 11 yeah he's all he's always seemed like the same age and it's the same as brad pitt they're and keanu reeves well keanu reeves is i'm pretty sure a vampire the, well, I don't know about... No, that's Nick Cage. Nick Cage is a vampire. Is he? Have you not seen Have that? Have you not seen that? I've they, seen Nick Cage's everything. No, they found a picture of someone in the Civil War that looks exactly like Nick Cage. They've done the same thing with Nick... Um, um, Keanu Reeves, too. Oh, He's okay. everywhere, all the time. That's yeah. a hell of a beard. Show Tanya. Oh, well, hello. Yeah, yeah. substantial beard. Oh. Um, but very gray. Mm. Very George gray. Clooney over there looking like a hot ass Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the snack. Oh shit! Let <laughs> me have that salt and pepper over here, friends. <laughs> He's always a handsome man, but that facial fluff just whoo, does it. <laughs> does it well? Um, so the other oh, bit he's of, like, did it get hot in here, everyone? Like, what? She's these, flush. These cold mints are just so spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. Um, so the other bit of news. So Jack Daniels has a new... They, they're jumping on the Apple bandwagon. And I saw that as a Snapchat filter. Oh. Yeah, there's now a Jack Daniels Tennessee Apple. They really oh. missed being able to call it Apple Jack. Though, I well, think... no, because they do the win- they already have that that winter jack. That's Remember? winter jack. That winter jack, we tried it and it was awful. Yeah, it was a. But I guess maybe they can't call trash. it apple jacks because it's a cereal. But probably, but no. So Tennessee apple. Mm-hmm. Well, also I think it goes with the because they have Tennessee honey right. and then Tennessee fire. 
Is that what the Tennessee? That's their cinnamon. Yeah. The, yeah, kind I of, don't know. I'm fits, a man. I fit, drink mine without it, flavor. It fits the pattern, I think. So Tennessee honey, Tennessee fire, and then Jackal. Tennessee apple. Jackal. <laughs> Jack apple. Jack apple. Um, <laughs> Look at this Jack apple bitch over here. <laughs> Jackal. Um, I'm going to drink it's, it. It's going to be $27 for a 750 milliliter bottle, that's which not, is not bad. No, that's not bad. No, Bean so, apple's cheaper than um, that. But Hey, do y'all want to do that for our liquor next month? We could. Oh, I will fuck up some yeah, let's do apple that. flavored whiskey. Well, next month, for the month of November, our liquor will be Jack Daniels Tennessee Apple. I is love it going to be out by then? It's supposedly out now. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I saw it as so. a Snapchat filter and I was like, oof, your girl's excited. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'm. I really like the crown apple. Mm-hmm. It's real sweet. The beam oh, apple is okay. Mm. I prefer the crown apple, but that's you get what you pay for there. I mean, crown is a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. The beam apple's not bad. I just, no, I, you know, if I'm like, drinking apple liquor, I prefer the crown. I, pre- I feel like with beam apple, I get less of the sweet apple-y taste and more yeah. of the Well, I was reading. Taste. I was reading. This apparently is a lot of them taste like someone just dumped a shit ton of apple sweetener into a thing but this is uh apparently it's a it's a whiskey with some apple so apple infused yeah kind like of. it feels more done well i think so what what are, this is so weird i have we have we have recorded this. I have sat here. We have talked about this, and you okay. told me about apples. We're like, it's not really apple, but it's kind of apple. This know. is like this the could, weirdest well, fucking hold, deja vu. Hold like, on, Tanya, it's blowing my mind. You could be just remembering when we discuss Clyde Maids, where we talk about the fact that it's it has a no 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 not hints of apple. This is literally I uh, I. I have seen him do that hand movement with the, the dumping of the apples. Oh, deja vu is just so fucking weird. The deja vu. Oh. <sighs> the matrix has glitched. Okay. Well, that everyone getting, go listen to deja vu. You getting, know, the one getting, that's on getting spoopy in on here. Official spoopy. All right. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. We should do an apple whiskey, like tasting blind tasting. Oh, blind taste test. Ooh. Yeah. Have a yeah. intern Corey in there. Yeah. Dump them, dump us some, and have us pick which one we think is it. Okay, I like it. I like Get it. a bunch of different apple liquors. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. Oh, we can, it's apple picking because <laughs> it's fall time. Apple picking season. It'll be perfect. We'll do that. We'll do that for November. <laughs> we'll do that for November. What is wrong it. with your girl? Why Ooh, is she? Get she... some of that nasty ass um, old smoky apple pie. Throw that in there too. What if I uh, don't know it's Old Smoky? Maybe I'll like it. Just kidding. I won't. It's oh, awful. awful. I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. It's like, quote, moonshine, but it's, oh. it's quote, apple awful. pie. Yeah. I'm probably going to just drink them all and go, that tastes like apple. <laughs> I don't I don't want to tell you. I, so, I want to do this so Tastes bad. like somebody put yeah, apple we'll in my it. whiskey. We'll <gasps> oh, we, we could do that for the party. It could be bobbing for apples. Just I had someone message shots. me and be like, I figured out what you should be for Halloween. I was like, Bobby what? Frappin. It's like, you should be a bobcat. I was like, huh? It's like in, at your party, you could have bobbing for apples. I was like, huh? Wow. You just did a lame laugh over these puns that are related to 
you you and your person normally you're like super self-absorbed and love puns yeah i don't, I don't understand this i don't like it when other someone people else come up. yeah i like it when i come up because now he's like oh. now i can't yeah now i can't do that and act like i came up with it oh okay okay <laughs> jeez all right so you could be a british police officer and you're a, a bobby. bobby yeah i'm a bobby <laughs> You would love that, Miss. I speak in British accents. I wanted to go to that Dragon Con panel so bad that was like how to speak British slang, and I was like, mm, no, I already. Why go get reinforced what y'all already know? Um, so this is our short reads episode. Okay. If oh you, God, we just went so sideways. We did. I so went sideways. Sorry. If you haven't read them yet, stop. Go read "The Sweetest Fruit of Summer" by R.K. Duncan and "A Song for the Ludwood Tree" by Amy Ogden. Um, they I know are... that name. Huh? I know that name. Amy Ogden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I thought the same thing. Yeah, I recognize the name. I don't know. Well, okay. So, which one... Let's do... Uh, Tanya, which one are we doing first? Um, I Let's do Sweetest Fruit of the Summer. Okay. That is by R.K. Duncan. He is an author mostly of fantasy with a dash of science fiction and horror thrown in. He writes about fairies and gods and ghosts from a few rooms in a venerable West Philadelphia row home. In the shocking absence of any cats, cats, he lavishes spare attention on cast iron cookware in his long-suffering and supportive partner. Oh, he has Be- a lot of cats. Before settling... No, he has no cats. In a shocking absence of cats? Yeah, he has no cats. That's what it says, a shocking absence of cats. Because pretty much every author bio makes a reference to oh. having a cat. Um, mm. Before settling on writing, he studied linguistics and philosophy at Haverford College. Hmm. All right, Sweetest Fruit of Summer. I liked this story. Yes. I enjoyed it. Big much. Did you like this story? Both these stories were trash. No, I just (laughs) wanted (laughs) to. No, no, no. Personally offended. Yeah, I actually, so, yes, I I liked this story. Yeah. I liked this one better than the other. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, I, no, I like this. One. I think I think I liked uh, "Sweetest Fruit" better than "Song very, of, of the Ledwood Tree." But very specific reasons I that we'll think discuss later. This, I enjoyed "The Sweetest Fruit of Summer" more, mm-hmm. but "A Song for the Ledwood Tree" is the better written story. I could get that. Mm-hmm. We'll go into that when we discuss yeah. the other okay. one. But, but yeah, so, yeah, I okay. enjoyed "Sweetest Fruit of Summer." Um, quick plot outline: uh, the eldest daughter. Of this small kingdom. Is she the eldest? Or yes. thought she was like she, the second eldest no, or something? No, she's shit. the eldest. That's why he's coming for her. Oh, uh, I thought uh-huh. the... But, okay. Because they trained her younger sister to take over. Oh, yeah, 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 she's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got, so, I got crisscrossed on that. It was that. part of so, the salt. Basically, the world building is there are all these kingdoms, and there's basically a roving Mongolian horde of sorts mm-hmm. that rides around taking tribute. And the idea is they provide protection... And they just move in a big circle every year, taking tribute from their vassal states. And one of the tributes that they take is they take the main character to be the wife of their king. And the reason, as you learn, is because she has had such a soft life, as they call it. She can eat this fruit. She's thick. She's thick. So she can eat this fruit that gives visions. Mm-hmm. Um and she works her way into this guy's good graces and finally an opportunity comes and she sicks him on her former home. He goes in there, kills her mom 
and like everyone of any importance. And then in the night, she and a bunch of the slaves uh, kill the king. And she takes over and is like, ooh, I'm boss bitch now. Fuck y'all. Well, I take I take over well, my old kingdom. Yeah, I was gonna say, like she, she doesn't take over the right, roaming horde, right? But that doesn't matter though. She doesn't have to take over the roaming horde because most of the warriors are dead. And once uh, no, I just but the way you yeah. said it made it sound. Oh like yeah, that's no, no. She's she now becomes the queen of her former of her, the Greenlands or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the gist of the story. Thoughts. Tanya. I really liked how as they're traveling, she's like, this food's real hot, but I'm going to eat it anyway. And like, we kind of get to see the different areas of the country that these, these folks are traveling in through the food that she gets to eat and how she's like, wow, I'm real upset, but this is probably going to be the last time I get to eat food that tastes like home. So I'm going to eat all that I can. Yeah. So a lot of world building through food, yeah. kind of deal. Because like really and truly, you don't get a ton of like you get a, a fair bit of world building on this like roving army, mm-hmm. but you don't the you world really, itself. You, yeah. you don't really get any from the vassal states, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but you do through but you do through the food through the food and know? kind of like she gets some furs and she gets some things like that. So just the the tributes. Got that a crown they give that came that look like waves, waves yeah, mm-hmm. just little things like that that show that there's a lot of variety to this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I got a weird amount of pleasure from the way that they describe that fruit, like the pomegranate, like fruit, and her popping the seeds in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was just so sensual. I and liked like, how I, the first time there was like seven seeds, and the next time there's five seeds, and the next four. time she's like. If I could get away with just eating one, bitch, I would. Because yeah. I know what I'm... I know what this vision's... I know what I'm telling you this vision's going to happen regardless. Yeah. So. Well, she yeah. told the... She told the... The correct vision. She told what she saw. Mm-hmm. She just left out her involvement in it. Yeah. She Then Because she, she was like, I don't need you to interpret she, this one. I know yeah, exactly. She saw it's the my vision. It, it describes her seeing this vision. Yeah. And when she comes out, but she But didn't just, she leave off the... She left off the tail end, yeah. which is about her. Right. That's so right. she 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 told the vision, just not all the vision. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Derek, thoughts? Uh, I liked this one... Uh, specifically because it, to me, I always have problems with short stories. Like they're just, they're usually, they're not my thing, but I like when there is a total arc, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. It's a, it, it had a complete, a beginning, a middle and an end. Right. She starts very scared and well, unsure of herself. And it's not even necessary. It's just like, it's, I don't even, I like we jumped into a thing and we witnessed a specific time period that does a certain thing like it shows her moving from point a to point b or to point c or whatever so i appreciated that about it and um well you know the the like the hero's journey you know it it it, like this has the full hero's journey because it actually has the return to home and so you see how the journey has changed her so like the her when she left was very scared and very fearful and when she comes back she's the kind of woman that can plot and murder her husband kind right. of deal, you mm-hmm. know, like, so it's very, very, very different. I did appreciate that. Yes. She was taken against her will to be this bride to the 
dead king or whatever his name was. But and she was like, all right, well, let's be prepared to be raped. And he's like, N- no, no, no. I actually, on. I'm actually not into that. Um, you don't want to just eat? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, great. But yeah, I, I appreciated that there was where, where most places would have been rapey. This was not rapey. Well, he, that was the thing. It was like, that's not what you're here for. That's not what I wanted you to Yeah, I mean, like, if that with. happens, cool, but... Yeah. That's not your job. He's like, I can. I just imagine in his head, he's like, I can bone anything. There's only certain people that can um, give me visions of the future. Yeah. He's the bone king. Yeah. Oh, bone king. That's what yeah. it was, not the he dead king. He can bone yeah. anything. He's like, oh, bitch, don't you know that I've been, like, I've been with this pack of ravaging people. I mean, like, I just, I fucked everyone in town. I don't want to come home and have to do work also. <laughs> Jeez. I cook at work all the time. I don't want to cook, cook when like I get I'm home. home. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the description of the visions. I thought just the way talking about like how it felt like fire burning mm-hmm. through her was yeah. really cool. I liked I a lot of times like visiony fever dreams yeah, stuff like, like that. that shit I don't usually. like it. it I can, a lot it's of so times vague, I can can't it. relate. I can either take it or leave it. But this, mm-hmm. it was. It's literally one of the things in books I hate the most. Yeah, this was almost though because it didn't, this was fine. Yeah, this didn't focus as much on the vision. It focused more on how it was affecting her, yeah. you know, like, and sure, the, I mean, the vision comes out and then, you know, yada, yada, yada stuff comes from mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it was good. I really liked it. I thought it was good. It was an enjoyable read. Yep. So let's move on to a song for the Ludwood tree. Okay. Nothing wrong with it. I liked it. <laughs> that was a very loaded okay. No, it was good. Yeah. Um, so this song, the, the song for the Ludwood tree is by Amy Ogden. Amy Ogden is a former science teacher and software tester. Now she writes about sad astronauts, angry princesses, and dead gods. Her work has also appeared at Analog, Shimmer, Fireside, and previously in Beneath Ceaseless Skies, and she co-edits Translunar Traveler's Lounge, a new zine of fun and optimistic speculative fiction. Um, I liked this story lesser of the two, but really only just fractionally. Like it, This was quite an enjoyable tale as well um the first story i didn't have any problems with Mm -hmm. this story i had one quibble with that i didn't particularly agree but we'll go into that um what was it so vague yeah i mean we're talking we're talking about this ledwood tree to to give the let it out let it all out all right to to give the overview of the story um the queen of this country this country has become invaded by outsiders and a plague strikes kills a bunch of their people um the queen gets it it greatly weakens her but it kills her two daughters and heirs mm-hmm. um well then she in their society uh a they have basically a peacetime queen and a wartime queen and when a peacetime queen becomes a wartime queen when that is over, when the war is over, she has to leave. Because um, once she, you've bloodied your hands, you're you're done here. Yeah. You can't be peaceful if you've Gone. solved your problems by right. killing people. And so uh, she, her two daughters were going to be the next, you know, yada, yada, yada. It, it was all supposed to work out. Well, then her daughters are dead. Well, she finds the an abandoned shepherd boy from a, it's never entirely clear. I assume Gombe is just another like 
I think that just means another, like a, a, a adopted. Well, see, that's the thing. I think it's I more know, of like I didn't a, know Gombe was a title or if it was a group of people. I think it's a title. I read it more uh, as a title rather than like you're a Georgian person and I'm an Alabama I, person. It'd be like I actually thought it was the other way because I because she specifically referenced how he was a Gombe or whatever and stuff like that, and she. Like, they reference it as if it's a thing with its own identity. So I assumed it was, like, a people see, that, that, that he didn't that's have That's the any... thing. Like, and I can see both sides. Right. I yeah. can see it's a tribe of people. I can also see it's some sort of title. Just a phrase for or an phrase or, or, or orphan or something, something. like yeah. that. I took that, it. I that, took it as, like, a low-key, maybe derogatory term that they use for... Maybe. Okay. Well, it was, uh, it was capitalized, though, was the only... Yeah. Thing. That was the thing that, yeah. like... So, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know exactly what a Gombe child is, mm-hmm. um, but he is one. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically takes him into battle with her. Like, he's like a good luck charm, and she eventually declares him her heir, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big thing, mm-hmm. because... He's Gombe. He's Gombe, whatever... For whatever whatever that is, he's about to become the king. It's a whole thing. Um, they end up having one last climactic battle. Oh, along the way, she gets her tongue cut out. Why that's important is because before every battle, she would recite these poems to get everyone like hype and ready to fight. Well, I imagine there's like battle songs. Yeah, like, yeah it's a poem, yeah. but it's more like a, just like a sing-songy bat- battle chant. Yeah, so it gets everyone hype, and then so she gets her tongue cut out and she can't do them anymore. And they, the invaders think that they've really done something there. Well, she ends up being able to start a chant, like the final battle without a tongue. And everyone kind of figures out what she's saying and they all sing along. And it's a big moment. Um, they win the battle. The son becomes the king. And then she's like, all right, I'm out. Um, Okay. The problem I had was in that last battle. These Buskratin, 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 Buskratters. Yeah. Um, they have fought these people numerous times and mm-hmm. know about these chants and mm-hmm. everything. It just, to me, it was unbelievable that during this last fight that this chant happens and it scares away like a third of their army. If it was some way, in some way, magical, I need more of an indication that there's magic at play here, mm-hmm. or that there's the work of the gods, or that there's something. And that was my quibble: is like these are hardened warriors that have fought a campaign against your people. They are no stranger to your battle chants. Why now does this battle chant scare scare them away? Yeah. That was my one quibble, yeah. and that that to me was what made the other one just slightly better. But that said. Incredible story. Normally, I fucking hate when people write their own poems and drop it into a thing. I thought those were good. These were really good. Because yeah. most of the time... Real simple, strict, just... Yeah. But like they, like the first time you read them, a lot of times you don't get the meaning. But when you read them a second time after you've read the stories, like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Talking about the two trees falling. Mm-hmm. It's talking about her, her daughters. Her daughters. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. So those were exceptionally well done, um, which is really hard to do. I Writing and writing poetry are two very different very skills different though, yeah. skill sets, and she clearly has the skill for both. Mm-hmm. Um, really appreciated that. Liked liked the battle scene that we the couple battle scenes that we saw. Thought they were well done. 
I really liked the the way that the the Gombi boy put the high priestess in her place. Oh, uh, like, yeah. I don't like, bow to anybody, yeah, bitch. The, uh, the king doesn't bow. Yeah, that was great. That was <laughs> drop the mic, badass <laughs> moment. Especially because yeah. because like, she was kind of. Oh, that high priestess was being. being. Oh, yeah. Oh, our king of plenty. Whatever. She wouldn't even fucking look at him before. It's like, are we going to pretend like this isn't even. Okay, fuck fuck you. Yeah. Bitch, I ain't bound to nobody. Yeah. Mm. Fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah, it was great. That was great. I enjoyed that. All right, what are your thoughts? It was great. I enjoyed that. That's literally (laughs) just said it. I've been giving thoughts. Anything you want to to add? No, not really. I mean, it was. She got her tongue cut out and just the way that she's drowning in her blood and not really sure exactly what's going on. Like she felt it and then also starts choking it on her fucking blood at the same time. That's normally what happens. I know. I know I'm saying just like, just the way it was described. And then like he picks her up and he's carrying her, leading her off. And then he stops, puts a crown on her head, be like, fucking fix your face. Not going back, (laughs) not going to retreat without your crown. You're still the queen. And then just like, Scooting her on out. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Yeah. It was neat. Derek? So, I kind of lied. I actually liked this one. This one, you, the reason I liked the first one more than this one was because the first one to me was a contained story. This is bullshit and I just want more. Like, that's Uh-oh. not fair. Like, there's so much more going on here and like that I don't, and I'm not getting it. Like, yeah. I feel like that's kind of, that bothers well, me. Well, my thing, all right, so the first story reads a lot more like a kind of older style fairy tale. To a degree, uh, or like folk tale. This story, um, so like the, just the way things are described, like talking about like the the the, plum, the city with the plum trees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's a very kind of like older style way of describing things. You, you get like in like Elric books or in like mm-hmm. folk tales and stuff like that. Well, in this one, uh, it's written in a more modern style to me. Like the description was just fucking incredible in some of these scenes like mm-hmm. when she's talking about like she uh thrusts her spear and like shears off a couple of the buttons yeah kind of and deal. there's Just, like it, you see the buttons flying yeah like happens. i could i could see that clear as day like bing, that bing. was an incredibly yeah. well-written scene i thought i enjoyed her getting dressed and getting like and then accidentally like her tongue starts bleeding a little bit like her wound and i didn't in the beginning well, I at don't, first i don't think it's her tongue bleeding i think it's a holdover from the plague you think yeah i think it's basically like tuberculosis oh i thought it was just like because at first i'm like why the fuck she could had just mouth coming but then later cut and then it could have just like opened back up it, just, it could yeah because in that that's what be. i thought it was is just like where the, oh, the reason, I, I just thought bit. that there was a gap in time here's, i don't know uh, how much there, of a gap in time yeah, though. But i thought, much, but I thought it was a big enough that they're here's why i think that's the right is because when she put the uh wine in her mouth and sloshed it around she it held it and the burned. shit out of her okay. so it wasn't that yeah. it was coming from deep inside okay. it was that it was her tongue oh, thing. Yeah, at first I'm like, why, why, why do we, why do we have blood in our mouth here? And yeah. then later I'm like, oh. Yeah. And so just that scene where she's going out for this last battle, just like, gotta look tough, gotta look tough going out here. Can't let them see that they've beat me, even though they've cut my fucking tongue out. Yeah. And like bleeds on her shirt, and they're trying to scrub the blood out, and they're like, fuck it, put on armor. Like I don't know, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I can't fucking get this out. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I enjoyed that. But no, yeah. this was scene. this was way more my jam. But it, but it, it to me, it just read more like something that I should have had more of because the way it, I felt like this was 
this was like a last battle, like last hurrah, very like this should have been the end of a very good book that like detailed this person's life because it's there was enough impact as it was, but there should have been more emotional impact to what was happening because I should have spent more time with this character, if that makes sense. Like it was the it was very clearly the end of the line. It was it would be like if we came into that other story and only saw in higher detail when she comes back home. Yeah. Like I didn't get the part like you see bits and pieces, but you don't see why you I, I don't know. It just Yeah, and no, I see what you're saying. You just the first story was a more self-contained story. This one, you feel like you missed a lot of the story. Right, yeah. So. And and it doesn't hurt that I just really liked how it was written and yeah, really liked was, the world. God, it was written just, so well. I was um, I was all there for like pretty much everything about it. I really liked that style of government. I really liked that whole, like, you know... You peacetime, oh, yeah. wartime? Uh-huh. Yeah, peacetime, wartime. And Super the wartime cool. has to retire. Like, I, I would mm-hmm. really like to read something with... A whole, with, a, whole a whole world with that, that being the political system, so that plays into how politics God, plays out. Think about if you're the peacetime king, you know, because most people want to do anything to stay in power. It's like, no, 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 state, don't go to war, don't go to war, don't go to yeah. war, just to try to maintain your seat. Because as soon as you go to war, you've lost your power. Well, see, that's the thing is, like, yeah. you, like when pe- seeing that would be a fun dynamic, and it would be yeah. interesting because, like, when you go, when shit goes real, gets real, oh, it's like, it's done now because they're gonna have to restructure the whole society for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Like they're going to have to pick it. There's going to be a new ruler. They have to set up a new, everything's going to have to resettle. Like if you've done something to get to the point where we're going to war, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. That would be neat. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I really like that one. Yeah. yeah. Both of them really good stories. Really liked both of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will always be, fun to have a female protagonist. I will be adding these two at Twitter. On on the on the Twitter, so that they you're can, gonna twat them. Yes, yeah, so they can hear this. Hopefully, they'll listen and like what we had to say about them. Yeah, I liked both of these. Ignore the first like 20 minutes where I go weird. So you mean like the first like 70 episodes? Uh, yeah, I was on. about to say you mean all <laughs> the other episodes. <laughs> y'all brought me on here on purpose. True. Uh, that's so uh, what are y'all? Well, we got a little time. What are what are y'all reading currently? Um, it would be shorter for me to tell you what I'm not reading. Okay, so I finished Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy, which is our bi-monthly book club book. It'll be coming out Y'all will get point. to hear it that real be, soon. It may not happen right at the end of this month. It may happen at the beginning of the That'll next month. That would give me month, a little bit You'll hear it soon. We'll hear it in the next couple weeks, probably. Yep. So you'll hear my thoughts on that. Um, I'm in Mistborn number three right now. Wrapping up that third Mistborn. I'm very excited. Are you... Are you- how far are you? Um, I do audiobooks on these, yeah. so I'm two hours in, okay. I think. It's I just, a 24 no, hour read. You said wrapping it up, and I was like, well, I'm what? wrapping up. I'm wrapping up the series. Yeah, the, I, I this knew, this trilogy. I knew you so, were in the third one, so I was very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my move before my move, I was reading Contact by Carl Sagan, mm-hmm. and then I packed all my stuff. Can't find the book, and I packed my book. I found my book. <laughs> But so it had already passed. You already started reading something else. Technically, I guess I'm still reading Contact, but yeah, I'm gonna have to start over. Yeah, <laughs> on that. Okay, um, I'm blo- listening to Blood Meridian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 
That is a complicated book. Yes. So far. It is. Uh, well, complicated my feelings about the book. I don't Yes, know. they will be. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm saving I, all my thoughts. Yeah, well, you know what? That's a good point. I'll just uh, it's gonna write be past an, it's it. It's going to be an interesting episode. Um, Y'all remember that Dune episode? Yeah. Oh, Savage. Oh, okay. Savage. Um, <laughs> it won't be oh. that bad. Uh, so I'm all. I'm Derek reading... just cut Tanya luck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also reading Jade Jade War by Fonda yeah. Lee. Still, uh, I haven't had much time to read that. Also, my the lamp, the light bulb in my lamp went out, and I keep forgetting to go get a new light bulb. You are Alexa. A add sausage. a light bulb to my shopping list. Uh, he doesn't have Alexa. Thing. I don't have one. You know, for Black no. Friday, she gets to be like twenty dollars. I don't care. You can get a dot for thirty bucks. I ain't got time for that. But no, it's um, so great to be like Alexa, tell Roomba to start cleaning. Bradbury is cleaning. It's great. This bitch. Anyways, but no. So I have I kind of set that aside because it's a it's it's an actual book, and I like to read in bed with yeah. my lamp. My lamp is currently dead, so it's like okay. Well, I guess I'm going back to my Kindle until I. Can... Why do you say it with such disdain? Because my I prefer- Kindle. Well, no. Well, I, well, you know, I, I've I've also got to the point now where like I have some books I want slash need to read, but because they're not Kindles, Kindle books, I just like I want to read uh, The Martian. The Martian, and it's like oh, I could, but oh, it's at the house. I'll have my Kindle with me. I'm, exactly. That's I'm just the, gonna I'm just gonna well, that, I'm gonna pick one of the hundred books I have on here that I haven't read. Well, I want to be reading Jade War, but my, my light bulb died and it's like, well, I can't, I can either read in bed with the light on for my whole room. And then when it's time for bed, I got to get up and go turn off the light and get back to sleep. Or I can read in bed with my lights off and just read something on my Kindle before I go to bed. So that's what I've been doing. Hmm. And the Robert Jordan book came out. Battle, uh, 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 Warriors of the Atali or something like that. I forget how to pronounce it right now. But I started reading that. Yeah. And that's been interesting. It's, I'm such a nerd because like as I'm reading it, I'm making notes in it and being like, oh, this is a thing that he very clearly like took. Because, okay, for people that don't know, this book is by Robert Jordan. He wrote it before the Wheel of Time, but for certain circumstances, he switched publishing houses and things like that. It fell between the, and it just, it didn't get published. And when he got, I think when he got uh, publishing rights back, he was already like midway through wheel time had already blown up. So there was no point in him like pursuing this. So, but there's a lot in a lot of ways it is proto wheel of time. So like there's ideas and terms and stuff like that, that are in wheel of time that you see play out in these books. And it's a lot of fun. Cause it's like, you'll see, it's really interesting because I thought I was the only person, but Bob, you, you'll probably know this. Think about a story that you had an idea for and you started writing and then you didn't like it or for whatever reason you scrapped it. But there was something like there was a, a name or like an idea that yeah. just like really grabbed you. And you're like, well, fuck, I'm not writing that story anymore. I'm going to repurpose that for this yeah. story over here. There's that a lot in there. So like okay. you'll see stuff mentioning like wisdoms. And I'm like, okay. So he just, he liked that term from when he wrote that this book. And then this book never got published. It was like, well, I'll be damned if I'm not going to use that term, that that as yeah. a title again, because I like that being a title. So he used it in the other book, or yeah. he used it in Wheel of Time. So I keep finding things like that. And I'm like, this is fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's been fun. It's a fairly short book. It's only like a 10-hour read, according to yeah. 
the speed I'm going at. But there's other books I'm still halfway reading, just yeah. depending on how tired I am. Uh, okay. I just finished on Audible Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. It's cyberpunk. Um, some people have called it a satire on cyberpunk, but it's one of the seminal classics of the genre. Um, didn't really like it. It was... I liked the... I liked parts of it, but it took a super weird turn into Sumerian linguistics. I what? wish I was making that up. Huh? And like the back half of the book is all about Sumerian linguistics and proto languages. And uh, it's, I don't know. It's not, it was not what I read sci-fi for, or not what I read cyberpunk for. Yeah. So, and like a lot of the cyberpunk elements are just blown way over the top kind of deal. Oh, like, for, like, uh, in, this setting uh pizza delivery boys it's like 30 minutes or less or you can basically sue uh but the sue the pizza company but the mafia owns a pizza company so like good fucking luck well no they 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 do it i mean they have to like they made a contract with you to deliver it within 30 minutes so all the pizza cars can drive like 200 miles an hour and mm. they have ovens in the car like it's just so over the fucking top you know mm. it's like it, it had parts i really liked and then but it was just it, for everything i really liked there was something i didn't like yeah um but then uh i just read the dragon's banker which was great that book was awesome the premise um this kingdom fantasy kingdom is about to switch over from gold like the gold system to paper money mm-hmm. and uh this dragon who no one like dra- dragon it's one of those things like, dragons aren't real um but yeah there is a dragon um and he's freaking out because he thinks well shit if if we're all switching to paper money my hoard is going to be worthless and so he hires a banker to it's like okay well convert basically convert my wealth into I thought this was going a different direction. And it's fantastic. That's great. It is If I was a dragon, I would not want a stack of paper money. That just seems like a fire. Well everything I've ever heard, they like to sleep on the gold. Uh he he, I'm not even I don't want to spoil stuff, so it it's it's I thought I thought this was Um, going a direction where you were like, so he hired this banker to ruin the world's economy so that they couldn't switch over oh, and he no, had no, to no. stay it, on the gold it, you standard. Just got, I'm like, that's way more interesting. No, you got... <laughs> it's it's on KU. It's great. Um, really, really liked it. Uh, after that, I read uh, Cartwright's Cavaliers. It's the first book in a military sci-fi series. I recognize uh, the name. Uh, it's by Mark Wandry. Um, and it was good. Uh, it was honestly one of those things like... I. Part of the, like, I really like books where it's like, basically the premise of this book is this kid is the, there are the four horsemen military, like, back up. In this world, Earth is part of the Union. The Union is like all the alien races in the universe, there's thousands upon thousands of these races are all, all together. They're all under control of the Union. Well... Uh, there are no, no one really has armies. Everyone just hires mercenaries. And humans are one of like a dozen or so races that make good mercenaries. Right. 
of the human mercenaries, when they first started, there were 100 companies. They went and got involved in this war, and only four came back. And they call them the four horsemen. They're like the four most prestigious mercenary companies. That's cool. This kid is the heir to Cartwright's Cavaliers, which is one of one the four, of the four horsemen. Well, he turns 18 and basically gets served as like, hey, his dad had died. Um and his mom had run the company into the ground without telling anybody. And, like, the company basically gets seized, like, all its assets and everything. So him, as an 18-year-old boy, has to rebuild this company basically from the ground up. And that part is super interesting, super yeah. fat. I really love stuff like that where it's like uh, – there was another book I read back in the day called uh, Canby's Legion, which is this guy, like <laughs> – Buying like a mercenary ship, doing a contract, like okay, well, I now I got enough money to add a second, second ship and hire some guys. And so, I love stuff like that. Um, the combat parts of it, I could take and leave. Really, just very par for the course military sci-fi. But the whole like building the company aspect is really interesting. I mean, it's like a prolonged assembling the team. Yeah, yeah. it's the yeah. best part of anything ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so I finished that. Uh, I picked up the other three books in this. All right, this series has a shit ton of books, and they're not all. It's kind of cool what they did. It's like a shared universe. Mark Wandry and this other guy are the main authors, mm-hmm. so they they've written a bunch of the books, but some other people have been brought in for other books and the short story anthologies. That's and cool. they're like in arcs. So there's like 13 books in the first story arc. Yeah, but there's four books are like the core story, and then the other books. So it's like Civil War one, two, three, and four, yeah. and then all the offshoots of exactly. like X Men Civil War. Exactly. So, um, and then they did a second arc of stories, and now I think they're on the third arc of stories. That's well, cool. Uh, I picked up a collection of the first four, like the four main books, and each one is based on one of the four horsemen. So it's Cartwright's Cavaliers, and then so I picked that up. I'm going to read those pretty soon. But I started uh, The Calculating Stars by Mary Robinette Qual. That's that. another one I'm reading. I but... just started it, and so far, I'm Real like good. three chapters in. It is You're really good. Already, but... It's really good. Yeah. Um, well, that's why it won awards. Yeah. The, the first... I, I see why. Like, if it keeps this quality going, I see why it won awards. Yeah. I. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I don't know. Good. I need to get back to it, but it's one of those that, like, I got... There's just so much to fucking read. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah, that's life, man. I saw someone did like more a books quick, to read than I, there is I, time. I saw someone do a calculation of like, if you, he's like, you know, at the rate I read, like, cause someone asked like, do you reread books? And, and he's just like, I don't have. I and like this one guy was like, I've done the math. It's like if I get to live to be eighty, mm-hmm. that gives me this many years. I read this many years of book. Um, at best, I'm going to get to read like fourteen hundred more books. Um. And that's such a tiny fraction, if you think of, of the how, books that are written or available. Of the books, just in fantasy, yeah, that come out that you would want to read is like, and like I that. Know, kind I don't of, reread. I I used to reread a ton, and like now that really kind of put into perspective is like, ah, oh, man, there's just so many more worlds to explore. Yep. So. Yep. I. Uh, the I only reason I'll reread something is if it's too like for this, like y'all read it. Or we all read it, or now I need to reread it to freshen up for the mm-hmm. podcast or something like that. But otherwise, I ain't got time to reread. Nope. I, uh, ain't nobody I'm, got time for that. I'm canceling like all of my subscription services because I need... Well, first of all, I need the money. Second of all, because I need to cut these things out so that I have more time to do reading. Yeah. Like, I'm just, about to stop. I'm about to cancel Netflix. Well, yeah. like, there's only 24 hours in a day, and we only live so many years. I mean, you like to work. think... 
sleep work just yeah. lays me out during the week most I mean, of the time. Time is l- super precious, so you have to prioritize what do you actually value yeah. with your time. That is the one god, this is getting stupid. This is a really old people thing, but like time is the one thing that you can't make more of. Right. So you can go make more money and buy more things, but how you choose to spend your time shows what you actually value in life. And and that's where I really start questioning things. Like, why the fuck am I spending all this time with you two? Jesus. (gasps) That's fair. That's fair. What's in this? That's fair. That's a good point to end. How did you get voted favorite? Uh, Well, because I like them. It's you two I'm questionable about. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sorry. That was too easy. Haters gonna hate. All right. Well, see if you get any tricks or treats for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Halloween. I did it again. Oh, I thought you did it on purpose. Damn it. God this damn bitch. it. I did it again. What is wrong with me? Oh, my God. She, you need to turn off. Oh, my God. Turn it off. I may, haven't had enough spoopies. May, may the blessing of the beard be oh fucking no. upon you because it surely ain't on fucking Tanya. Oops. Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.